Get to Annapolis Center. Do you have any test operations restricted area 2508? Area 31, Roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion. Over. Roger, Aries 31. Continue to send it to your discretion. Over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head-on, ultra right, and really moving. They're right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. Ninety percent of these sightings can be explained, but ten percent cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac 1-1 and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Why would a show we have for you tonight? But first, let me introduce the members of the posse. Girls, get ready. Sit down. Start fanning yourself. Get your big box of cleaners, big box of wipes. You squeeze in your lube. It gets more embarrassing every week. It really does, Juan. <laughs> it does. The very famous Juan one is here. Hey, Mac. Hey, everybody. Hey, girls. Welcome to the show. How happy to be here. And, um, you know, I live for this. Yes. But, you know, I don't always, I'm not sure if I'm always able to live up to the expectations that you set. You know, really? I could, like, okay. Uh, They're that high? It's a tough one. Okay. All right. Uh, how are things it's over? Like Johnny Depp sometimes. You know, Johnny he comes Depp. out and it's like, he's still he's in the morning. Generate those applause, those cheers. Um, how long have you been over in the UK now? Almost a year? Uh, ten months. Ten months, huh? Yep. Yep. Do you want to give it a report card now, or you don't want to wait, wait for the it's, year? Uh, you know, I my problem with the UK is not so much the UK; it's what I've left behind. Ooh. Okay, the UK is great. Weather's a little crappy, but that's this time of year. The weather tends to be crappy. It's not frigid cold or anything, you know. And the people, the people are friendly, though. They're wicked friendly. Yes. And they're really friendly to Americans. What he left behind. It's a great title for a book. Yeah, you know, I left behind on my, you know, my job, my friends, you guys, Valerie, everybody. Mm. You know? <laughs> I left everybody behind. Unpaid bot tabs, everything. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Juan, thanks for being with us. And thanks for living for the show, if not living up to it. In the time zone, you know, I'll be five hours ahead again in the, you know, another week, well, Sunday. Yeah, 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 that kind of blows. Anyway, uh, ahead. no Coco tonight. He's on his way to Alaska is the last I heard. We're going to talk about that a little bit more later on. No Switchy tonight. <laughs> As we all know, Switchy has plumbing problems. That's the email I got. The email I got yeah, says he has plumbing problems and he's having guests tomorrow. So... That's not a good thing. Well, it's in, there's about a million jokes in there, if you know. <laughs> but our security chief, Willie Club, is with us. WC, how are you doing? You know, I'm doing great, Mac. How's everybody else doing? Yeah, yeah, excellent, Barry. Look at us. You know, Mac, you started on Switchy, so I guess I got to bring it up. I'm <laughs> sorry. He's... Really disappointed, you know. Yes. Just talk about Switchy having some plumbing problems. You know, it's a personal thing, but, <laughs> but my understanding is that. Uh, He's blowing us off tonight because he uh, was attending, uh, I guess he's a Mothman 
Film Festival oh. out at the VFW in, in, in his hometown there. In Mo- really, Which, yeah. You know, Laura, so I understand he loves Mothman. And but, gee, that. he couldn't tell us that? Switch. No, but he also said, though, I guess it, it also includes a, a buffet. Oh, well, then. So I okay. can, oh, that'll do it. Now I understand. I can see the we're having tonight, I just thought he'd. He revved up like I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we all, all revved up. See, I can see the plumbing problem being because of some of the breakfast that he eats. Okay. Talk I mean, about, you know, this talk is about Dr. plugging things up, man. He eats some serious breakfast stuff. This is uh, Dr. Al Ronaldo here in the uh, studio with us. Just saying, you know. I mean, he talks about all this heavy yes. heavy breakfast and okay. you know, it's, what goes in has got to come out. Well, so. okay. That might be yeah. another show. That's what they say. That's okay. what they say. Also with us is our uh, favorite good witch up there in Sadways, New York, Raven. Raven, how are you? Oh, my gosh. Hi. Thanks for having okay. me. I'm really excited to be here. Mm-hmm. You too. Hey, Raven, so, um, I, I like the look tonight. Is the, yeah, we're going to discuss the look because the look Hi. is another queen's look here. All right? Yeah, I got the look. Okay. <laughs> All right. I like that, that 90s song, She's Got the Look. She's Got the Look. I want to sing yeah. it, but I don't want to get dinged look. for She's it. She's Got the Look. <laughs> Also, Who did that song? Anybody? Who did uh, that? No idea. Hold on. I think that's the, that the name of the band. No idea. Also joining us is a good friend, Valerie LaFasso. Valerie, how are you doing? I'm great. It's so good to see you guys. Mm-hmm. It's been mm-hmm. a while. As Juan uh, Juan has already noticed that uh, you had a hair color change. That's the note someone just <laughs> passed to me. Yeah. Yes, and I'm wearing I've, shades. I've, I've, and gone, I've gone a little red um, for a potential upcoming project, so oh. trying to trying oh. to look nice, you know. Okay, hang on a second. Now you've opened the can of worms here. You, well, it's you... not something I can really talk about yet, but okay. I'll okay. let you guys know as soon as I can. Okay, okay. all right. So you we'll hold you to that. You've be, you've become a redhead. You you you've become a redhead. Most good. Your redheads are banned in England. Do you know that? No, there's a law against discriminating against redheads in England. That's how much discrimination goes on. But, Valerie, please, tell us when you can, okay? I will. Okay. Is it some kind of a TV? Can we guess? Is it some kind of a TV thing, some kind of a book cover photo, that kind of thing? Book cover photo, that's what it is. (laughs) It's a project with another group, so I just can't really talk about it yet. Mm -hmm. You can guess, but she's not going to admit anything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. It's kind of intriguing. Anyway. So Valerie, you are a um, you're an author for for uh, one thing. How many books do you have out? Currently, three published. My fourth um, is being edited right now, and I have an empath book that's um, going to be coming out soon. Mm-hmm. So nonfiction. You are also an empath, and awesome. that's an empath. Just just for uh, people that don't know, what is it? You just you are able to. Um, other people's feelings you feel other people's feelings is that a simple way of putting it yeah that's that's a very generalized way of putting it yeah Mm -hmm. okay i I pick up on the energies of everything in this world that has energy pretty much so Mm -hmm. that's everything (laughs) Mm -hmm. we've asked this before is it good or bad depends on the day today it's good (laughs) really yeah okay all right good to know If, if you had it to do over would you would you want to be an empath or no um, probably. Yeah. You know, I do, I do think it's something, you know, if you believe in you mm-hmm. know, past lives or multiple lives, I think it's something I carry with me from life to life. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. So I don't think I have a choice. Yeah. 
is it ever is it it ever fun i think once you figure it out it's an asset is it fun ever it can be really yeah definitely can be you know okay uh okay well thanks for joining us tonight let me ask you a question Go ahead, please i know one i had thought about you when we moved out of our home that we lived in for over 40 years in new durham Basically, we moved out of it. It looked like we abandoned it. I mean, the only thing that wasn't happening is there weren't, there weren't any dishes in the sink. But all kinds of other, no, no laundry left behind in the, in the dryer. It, that's how it looked. We didn't move out our stuff. We were doing that by remote control here in the UK. But anyway. Go ahead. Um, I was feeling sad for the home, and I was wondering if the home was feeling sad for us. That's how we both felt about it. And it's then, very possible. Absolutely. Really. Oh, yeah. The new owners moved in, and they thought the vibe was awesome. That's hmm. good. And our stuff was still in it. Wow, just something. <laughs> yeah. They didn't actually physically move in because our stuff was was in the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, really? But you know, the movers came and emptied it out, and then uh, they, they even found some stuff that, that they forgot to move out. Really? And it's still mailing me stuff. Secret stuff? You hid in the yeah. walls? That kind of stuff? Uh, a lot of photographs. Oh, my honorable discharge. Oh, okay. Wow, well, you should have brought that. The actual you. document. Yikes. So anyway. <laughs> Stuff like that. Um, well, the whole gang is here, and we have oh. quite a uh, night tonight. We're going to be talking to, later on the show, we're going to be talking to Greg Masto, who is uh, kind of a video expert. He's going to be telling us about the latest in artificial intelligence and also virtual reality. I had a conversation with an artificial intelligence thing the other day. It was weird. It wasn't as strange as I thought, but, you know, we can talk about that later. Uh, also, we're going to be talking to Raven. Tell us, please. Yeah, we're going to be talking with Eric. Uh, he's the team leader, um, an investigator, um, a paranormal investigator uh, with War Party Paranormal. Um, and he also has a YouTube channel called Ghost Hunters of South Florida. Um, so we're going to be talking about some AI and some ghosties. Cool. Okay. Well, uh, but uh, before the fun starts... Uh, here's another kind of fun. We have a top 10 list. I hope. Raven, do you have it? I got it. Okay. I'm, I'm minimizing my little Zoom screen as we speak so I can see both. So um, Coco is, uh, you know, he's a real globetrotter lately. He spent a lot of time in Hawaii over the past few months. And then he he did come back to uh, this part of the world. but And he was going to do the show. But then we had to cancel the show last week because of the weather. And um, we had a cancel show last week because of weather. So, um, and he, now he's off to Alaska, Alaska. And so the top ten tonight, I believe, is one to read, Raven. Top ten reasons why Coco is in Alaska. Top ten reasons why Coco might be in Alaska. Not might be. This might be the reason he's in Alaska. Okay. All right. We okay. got the bit. Okay. Here we go. Please. Number ten. Oh, stop the music, please, Raven. Number ten. Number 10, he's chasing his muse. <laughs> oh, God. Very poetic. <laughs> All right, you sure ahead. he's not chasing Zeppelin? Uh, you never know. Go ahead. <laughs> Number nine. Number. Uh, uh, he forgot a case of Molson last time he was up there. <laughs> this one back you got. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Number eight, please. Number eight, uh, he is seeking out an ancient Eskimo shaman who knows the secret of making Teddy the ballest horse "Quote unquote, whole again." Too long, yeah. Too, too long on the road. Okay, yeah. all right. it's all right. That's a worthy exercise. Okay, go He's ahead. Really into that that uh, animal. Go, <laughs> oh, please. Um, right. <clears throat> excuse me. Number seven. Oh, I hate when your voice does that thing. Hmm. 
that mine just did when it makes noise. Uh, number seven, he was supposed to fly to Greenland, but took a wrong turn over Manitoba. Wow, wow. Is this on? Are we on the air? All right, thanks. <laughs> Maggie, please, right. Are we at? Are we, we finished yet? No, hold Is on. We're listening. <laughs> Halfway through. We're only at number six, Bob. Oh. All right, let's <laughs> Number six. Uh, the military gave him a gun, put him on top of a mountain, and told him to shoot down any Chinese balloons he saw coming this way. Ah, wow. Well, hang on. That. You know what? Hang on a second. Does this have crickets? It does. No. No, that, that's actually pretty viable. <laughs> That, yeah, I think that's a legitimate mission for him. Uh, yeah. Next. I, I, I would be surprised doing he's doing weekends. that. He's not telling us. <laughs> he's going to come home on the weekends, right? <laughs> Next, please, right? Number five. There's a moose up near Fairbanks named Victoria that he simply has to talk to. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Did you say a moose? A moose. Okay. A moose. Next. Yep. Let's, get, this, let's right? go, please. <laughs> okay. Number four. He's buying a new refrigerator, and Juan Juan told him they'd be way cheaper up there. <laughs> oh, okay. Next, please. I'm going to blame this on Coco. Next, please, Ray. Number, number three. Um, he's going to the very first Burning Snowman Festival, where people get high on antifreeze, uh, change their names, and then throw snowballs at each other for three days. Yeah, he'd fit in Raven, I thought you'd be uh, on the floor with that one. You're the only one who would know. Is that a real thing? Is that a real event? Or... The Burning, Burning Man, Man is. is. Yeah. Oh, I've heard of Burning Man. Okay. Burning, Burning Snowman. Snowman. I wonder. That must, that must be a Maybe thing somewhere. When, they, when people, I was looking up all the good and bad things. I was looking up all the good and bad things for, uh, for um, Burning Man. And it turns out that a lot of people that go there, they change their name. Have you heard this part of it? When they leave, they, they, they change their name because they're different people. You know? It has that much effect on them yeah. that they are. Yes, yes. Either that or they're the, not the same anymore. The weed. Okay. So, so I wonder who who he'll be when he returns. Coco. Yeah, he will be yeah. anti Coco. Anti Coco. Decaffeinated Coco. <laughs> Coco Maximus. <laughs> Decaf Coco. Instead of minimus. <laughs> Next, please, Raven. Uh, number two. He's into whale blubber. You got a problem with that? I think wow. that stuff is like really expensive uh, if you get your hands on it. Yeah, the Eskimos really? used to eat yeah. it as uh, ice cream. I learned that. I learned that on Bob's Burgers, so that might not be accurate information. Bob's Burgers. That's where I get my um, my information from. Huh. Okay. That's good. Uh, show that is. That's funny. Are we at the end, please? <laughs> we are. Uh, the number one reason Coco is in Alaska. That's where the Fortress of Solitude is. It's kind of switchy to be here to get all the Superman jokes, so I'll blame him as well. Okay, thank you. Well, well sweet that, that, that was pretty good. I'm, really? I'm yeah. pleased that it's over. <laughs> okay, wow. Okay. North to Alaska, baby. Cue the Johnny Horton song. He is up in Alaska, supposedly. So I'll tell you what. Why don't we take a quick break now, and uh, we'll be right back after this, and uh, the fun will begin once again. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Net Network. Please stay tuned. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52 or 53 or 54? 54? 54. How about Tonopah Test Range or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. 
Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey. A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. My dad, he's a double amputee and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. To me, a hero is someone who fights for our country and freedom. My dad is a hero. Homes for our troops built this house, and my dad can get through the wide doorways. He can reach anything. Homes for our troops builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. Join our mission at hfotusa.org. Everyone to Mac Maloney's Military Style Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wild World Show we have for you tonight. But very quickly, let me introduce the members of the Plastic Girls. He's here, the very famous one. One. Hello, girls. Hello, everybody. Mouse ships at sea. Welcome back to the show. Glad to be here as always. No cocoa tonight. Oh, I'm sorry. No cocoa tonight. No switchy tonight. And you know, it's funny because sometimes when one's out, the other is out too. Kind of like a Batman and Robin thing, maybe. Yeah, who knows? Anyway. But our security chief they're is, on a mission together? Who knows? Would they tell us? Our security nope. chief is here. Maybe he knows. Willie Club, how are you doing? WC. Hey, Mac. Hey, gang. Great to be here. No, like I told you, you know, Switchy with his uh, issues there. Yep. And uh, Mothman, you just don't know. Those could have been a front, and he could be up in Alaska right now. Yeah, yeah. Shooting down balloons, you know, with uh, stuff. Cobra. So, but uh, we'll be interested to find out when we see him next. Well, I'm sure he'll send us. <clears throat> A very clear email. Tell us all about it. Anyway, also in the studio with us is uh, Uncle Al, the kiddies pal, Al Ronaldo. Al, how you doing? Hello, Mac. Great, uh, great to be here. Gee, very thanks nice. for having me. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> also, our, our favorite good witch up there in Sideways New York, Raven, is with us. Raven. Hi, my friends. Hey, Thank you for having me. Okay. Okay. She Hi. Got the hat on, got the glasses, the black background, very mysterious, as always. You have a new dog, right? You have a new dog? I do. We yeah. adopted a new new dog, yeah. Her hmm. name is Ruby. She's mm-hmm. a foxhound, and she's the sweetest ever. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Uh, a recovery dog or whatever? Uh, what do you call those kind of dogs? Yeah, a rescue. Rescue dog. A rescue, rescue dog. dog, yeah. Oh, good. Uh, also joining us for some reason, if she wants to hang around, Valerie LaFaso is with us. Empath slash author. Valerie, how are you doing? Great. So glad to be back. I should say. Good to see everybody. Empath slash author slash redhead. <laughs> Would that be inappropriate? Anyway. So you have a book that's being uh, edited now. What's it about? Yes. 
Tell us. It's the fourth book in my um, young adult paranormal fiction series. Um, so I have uh, the series Tangled Web of Friends. So it's the fourth book in the series. It, it follows the same four friends as they try to figure out, you know, the paranormal stuff. One of them is a medium, but stuff happens to each of them just in different ways. So they're they're trying to navigate that and figure out life and death and, you know, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. How, how long does it take you to write a book? Well, unfortunately, it's not my full-time job. So, you know, I do it nights and weekends when I can. So it takes me a lot longer than I would like. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been working on this book probably on and off for two years. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But are you going to tell me now you really love the writing process and stuff? Are you going to give me I, that? I do love the writing process. It's, mm. you know, it, huh. it fuels me. So. Wow. Okay. <laughs> don't listen to Mac. Mac hates the writing process. No, don't but say that. I don't want to say books, that. You know, no, no, so no, no. How do you do something that you hate? I don't say that. I don't say I hate the process at all. You say um, it's a pain in the neck. It is a pain in the neck. It's awful. Yeah, you don't hate it. It's a pain in the neck. It's just a lot of typing. Yeah. Typing. The typing. I bet. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. but I did find out one thing today. Um, I got a new computer, you know, about three years ago and I'm finally getting around to setting it up and on the, <laughs> on the word, you can actually click something and it reads everything back to you like in a mechanical voice, but it actually reads what you've written, which wow. is You'd be able oh. to dictate yeah. to it as well. If you wanted to, mm -hmm. and, instead and, of typing and, and well, well, they use that new chat. What is it? Chat GT or whatever. Well, it that's is. what I had. The, yeah. I had the um, conversation write the whole that. book for you. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, I think they were being, we're going to be talking about this a little bit when Greg Masso joined us a little bit later about artificial intelligence, but what it really is, is that, um, and I know that some people have said, uh, you know, it's, it's going to get out of control and, and, and becomes its own personality and stuff like that. And that might still happen. But right now, what basically what it is, is, you know, sometimes you might, you know, get in a chat room with uh, American Express or something, you know, the customer service chat room, and they'll just say, oh, what's yep. your problem? Well, you know, I can't find a check. Well, they're just going to send you boilerplate information. They, they, they might fake it like it's someone on the other end of the line. But they're just going to send you the boilerplate information, like the facts. You know, did this did this answer your question, so on and so forth. Well, all AI is right now, all is, is it's able to encompass so much, so much information and, and boil it down into something that's almost immediate. Like I asked them, what's a, what's a um, biography of Mac Maloney? And they gave me three different biographies. They're all accurate. Some miss some, you know, but you know what I mean? They just, they're just able to pull stuff out of you, put it together very quickly. So at you some might point, be able to get a bestseller out of it. I was going to say, Dave, <laughs> read a wingman book, please, you know, and do all the type. But no, you've tried dragging and all that speech stuff, and it didn't work, right? Didn't, it didn't understand my accent, my Boston accent, as it turns well, out. Well, has to learn your accent. I did that. Yeah, I, I sat there and read like the, the the freaking dictionary to it one day, and then you know it just refused to work. So you know, what can I do? But um, the whole process. Use a Yeti microphone. Is you a yeah, clear no, they mic? send you a um, you know a chin mic, you know a headset. Yeah, when I'm right. on it, yeah. Okay. And that was a while ago. Maybe it's improved. But um, uh, I've tried a lot of different ways. Um, I just don't like the idea of just sitting down and typing. That like bugs me a lot. So I've and I can't I can't work on laptops. So at one point I got one of these things that uh, they give out in grade schools. It's called an Alpha Smart. I see one of those. It's like a little no. portable laptop. But it's all self-contained, and it, it'll um, hold ten documents, twenty-five hundred words each. I used to, it's great. 
sit out on the beach, sit out on the, you know, and just a portable thing. I've tried that. I've tried, you know, trying to dictating it. I've tried dictating it to other people. Um, I've tried to take bits and pieces of other books and just cut and paste them. And so I wouldn't have to type. Nothing works. You just get to sit there and type it. And so, be creative. Yeah, on top of everything. So anyway, so uh, Valerie, when will this come out? I'm not sure, but I'm hoping probably mid to late summer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. And, and, and I'm, hope, I'm, I'm hoping before the Exeter UFO Festival, I'll have it done. Oh, wait. Okay. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah. So um, what else has been exciting in your life? Tell us, please. There's a secret thing she does want to tell us, but, if, uh, you know. <laughs> Other it's not that. a secret. It's just not mine to share yet. I so, understand. you know, I don't want to. We get it. I don't want to step on anybody's toes. She's collaborating with somebody. It's not her secret to tell. So that's that's it. <laughs> okay. Right? All right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Well, it's not the third degree, but if she, she did hey, say you, we'd be the first ones to know. So give, yes, us, a, give us the update. Merge. What's going on in Portsmouth that's so exciting? It seems like uh, <laughs> Portsmouth wants to be New York City eventually with uh, the new construction yeah. and everything. They just, yeah. They just on? keep building more houses and condos and. Yeah, mm-hmm. borderline skyscrapers and right, you know, it's, a, it's become a very popular trees. Very popular place. More restaurants per capita than any place in the world or the country yes. or whatever. Yeah, per square foot, more restaurants per square foot. Absolutely. By, by you mentioning the UFO festival, I'm going to guess because I have no idea. You're fairly local to us. Again, they were just talking Portsmouth. She lives in Portsmouth. Okay, I, I didn't know yeah. that. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. when she said, This is I'm, Al, Al Mallory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was, um, you know, when you said, Geez, I have, hope to have it done by the UFO Festival in Exeter. That's when I, I was like, Wait a minute. She's not from, like, a lot of people who come on the show are from yes. God knows where. Yes. You're actually local. Yeah. So, okay. No, she's well, not from Hoboken, New Jersey. Well, she's you know, actually from Portland. You know what, <laughs> to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet someone local. You know what Coco says when you're digging a hole? Keep digging. No, or stop. Get out. No, I oh. seriously, I was just curious because oh. I. Okay, Portsmouth. That's cool. The thing you about Portsmouth. The next top ten has to be on Al. Yeah, they're okay. Don't <laughs> worry. Why Al's an idiot? No, we already got like five questions. But I'll tell you, you know, this will give me a good uh, chance to to plug uh, Seacoast Oldies, which is the channel that we where we record the show WXEX and Exeter. So a couple of weeks ago, and speaking about Portsmouth, Pete Pistol Pete gave us free tickets to go see Peter Asher, who was. Very close to the Beatles, very much involved in the Beatles kind of story. Mm-hmm. And um, we went to a place called Jimmy's Jazz Club, which I'd never been before in Portsmouth. It's a great place, beautiful, beautiful place. It's been there for a while. Are you familiar with that at all, Valerie? I've never heard of it. Me neither. <laughs> i never heard of it either. It's, and, there's been jazz clubs there near, um, like going towards Strawberry Bank. Where, where is it? Where, it's it, it's right near the, um, you know, there's like large parking lots. There's a six in Portsmouth. It's like one big parking lot and then one big parking garage. Kind of down near the water, near downtown. And I've walked by this place a million times, you know. Okay. But it's it's beautiful. So anyway, we went up and saw Peter Ash. A very, very good show. Great show. If, you, if you're into the Beatles and he's, you know, he's uh, coming around to uh, where you are, go see him by all means. It's, it's It was a really good show. But Portsmouth, talking about Portsmouth again, it's one of these places that it's suddenly catching on. You know what I mean? It's it's catching on. They're getting rid of kind of the urban part of it. But, man, they're building houses in the weirdest places, hanging out over that river and, and just, yeah. you know, you can kind of see it's getting a little out of control. And it's very a lot of traffic, a lot of congestion getting around there. But nice place, a lot of restaurants. You'll never be, uh, you'll never have to figure out where we're going to go. 
So you, know, you never leave the town hungry, that's for sure. Right. So the Portsmouth Chamber of Commerce can pay us that for that ten minutes. So <laughs> why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break, a real quick break? And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Mill Tracks, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. UFOs are found in Renaissance art, on ancient coins, and etched on cave walls. They're even reported in the Bible. But more surprising is when UFOs are seen the most in times of war. Through centuries, thousands of UFO sightings have been made by high-ranking officials, military pilots, and ordinary soldiers. Often, these fantastic appearances occur at the height of great battles. From World War I to D-Day to Korea, Vietnam, and beyond, military investigators are baffled. Why do UFO sightings spike so drastically during wartime? Could it be mistaken aircraft? Or is someone or something looking in on us? In UFOs in wartime, what they didn't want you to know, Mac Maloney chronicles centuries of these incredible sightings and tries to solve the puzzle of why so many UFOs are seen while humanity is at war. Read about the scare ships, the ghost planes, and the ghost rockets, alien giants in the jungles of Vietnam, UFOs controlling our ICBM bases, dogfights with flying saucers during the Gulf War, and more. 300 pages of unbelievable stories, along with many startling photographs. That's UFOs in Wartime, What They Didn't Want You to Know, by Mac Maloney. On sale at your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Well, what a show we have for you tonight. Um, girls, famous Wawan is, is here. Hello, everybody. Uh, Thank you for having me on the show again today. No, Coco, no switchy, uh, but uh, Willie Club is here on security. Who needs those guys anyway? Well, you know? we'll see. Yeah, the key key people are here tonight. Yeah. So. See how this thing is just moving right That's along. That's right. Good to know. Yep. All right. If we cut out that uh, top 10, we okay. Also, we'd be in the top ten. In the um, studio with us is uh, Alan Arnold, UFO mechanic. Hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. Slash Gardner. Good, good evening, folks. Gardner. Okay. Also, uh, our favorite good witch up there in Sideways Night, Raven is with us. Raven. Hi, my friends. Thank you for having me. N- new dog and all. New dog and all. And also our good friend Valerie Lafaso, a uh, author, empath, and redhead. Valerie. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. Can you can you take the temperature of the show? I know it's early. So far, so good. Really? Okay. It's pretty. It's pretty even keeled mm-hmm. right now. If it went off the tracks, would you tell us? Maybe. Oh, really? Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll take that as a yes. So anyway, um, you know, I'm sorry. You don't always need to know things. You know, that's the tricky thing with mm-hmm. you know 
getting that information. Sometimes it's best just not to say anything. What's mm. the difference between what you do and, let's say, someone reading someone's mind? Or can you read minds? I, I mean, technically, I think possibly I can. I think I do because I'm reading people's energy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's all energy. Mm-hmm. So if you're putting out your thoughts as energy, it's possible that I can pick up on it. One, one, you, might lo- you might want to log off right now just to save us <laughs> from the FCC. <laughs> I was going to say, can you walk into a bar and find out right off the bat if somebody's going to come up and hit on you? Okay. Hang on. That's a good question. <laughs> Well, that's a... I tend to avoid bars. We'll just say that. All right. Oh, okay. Okay. How do you avoid bars? What's miss? <laughs> right. I don't yes. go out. Okay. That <laughs> I would don't ever go out. That would do it. Okay. All right. Interesting. Good I'm question. An introvert. Okay. All right. We all wanted to know. Thank you, one one. So anyway, um, speaking of introverts, I, I was invited on to Coast to Coast with George Nori last week. Last minute, but you know, glad to um, help them out. And so people have asked me, you know, what's it really like? Because there's four million people listening to you, you know, when you're on. Okay, mm. so um, I remember the first time I was on. I, this is like the fourth time I've been on in like twelve years. The first time I was on, I was like really nervous, very nervous. And they they kind of put you in a waiting room, kind of. And they say sometimes you'll hear the commercials, sometimes you won't. Sometimes you hear long stretches of silence, and you always think that you've been disconnected. And should I, you know, call them back? And it's like crazy. But you know what they do? They play rock music right before you go in. Okay, and for some really? reason that calms me down. I don't know why. And then George Norrie comes on, and I think he's a good guy. You know, he's a very friendly guy, and he just knows how to interview people, and um, and he kind of lets you do the talking. But you know, he's he's um, he's a very easy guy to talk to, let's say. And then so the first hour I was on talking about secret bases around the world and so on, but the second hour I was on uh, took phone calls, and. You know, there are people calling and asking if I believed in God and, you know, stuff like that, you know, which kind of like a lot, you know, several questions that kind of had religious bents into them. And yeah. I'd never been, um, I think that's kind of new, to tell you the truth, you know. Um, but other than that, it was a lot of fun, you know. A lot of people listened to it, got a lot of plugs out and so on. I had to get up at 3 in the morning to do it, but 3 to 5, but, you know, that's Now, what, Mac, I know you, you had asked me, you know, should I should I push through and stay up, or should I should I take you know go to bed and then wake up? What did you end up doing? I um, hmm, I can't remember. No, I th- I think I went to sleep, went to sleep, went to, yeah, went to sleep, and then just woke up. You know, woke up a little bit early. We get get up early anyway, so. But that's yeah. what I did. That's yeah. impressive though for three a.m. Oh man, no, that's. But, that's the witching hour. You but, can't you get know, up at three a.m. I, I drank so much coke and had so much coffee that I couldn't go to sleep the next day anyway. So you know, I was dancing. I all believe that, that yeah. Um, yeah. But um, just very nice people, everyone. You know, I mean, they have to kind of you know get your bio and all that kind of stuff, and they send out. You know, a lot of people knew I was going to be on. You know, even before I kind of knew I was going to be on. So um, yeah, so thank you, people. Coast to that's coast. cool. That's like being on the late night with David Letterman or something. That's that's a good that's a good get on their part. For the radio yeah, That show's been there, what, for 30 years or whatever. Yeah. You yeah. know, with the, obviously that was Art Bell. Art put Bell's that original all together show. And then, yeah. You know, it had a very bad ending with Art and George. But, yeah. Um, you know, but that was quite a show. I, I always found it quite different with Art. I find George a little more formal. You know, Art was really out there. And, mm-hmm. uh, 
he was a real entertainer. Yeah, George, like you said, he's a great interviewer. He's a good interviewer, right? That's what he's, you know, that's what he is. But uh, and he made a lot of enemies of the old IPL crowd the way he treated out at the end. Mm -hmm. So it's surprising. I never thought the show would continue after that because of all that. It's everywhere. He's done very well. Yeah, Yeah, good luck to him. It's everywhere, and they have a lot of. um, a lot of merchandise that they sell and, um, you know, some p- kind of high-profile ads. I can just remember Odd Bell when I would be driving home from, uh, you know, from school late at night or, or something, you know, like midnight or something. You'd be the only person on the road, it seems like, and, and, and he'd be talking right to you type of thing, you know. He was very kind of – it was very kind of intimate late-night kind of s- slightly scary stuff, you know. And it was yeah, always- when, he's on, when he was on AM radio, he scanned – Scan the dial, and you can log. You know about yeah. ten different places where he's on on the radio. It's, it's, well, his numbers and ratings are through the roof, right? Yeah, George yeah. is on. I don't. know. He must be at least a hundred different. Oh stations. man, yeah. There's. A, I yeah. get him on my internet radio. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, I pick him up on different local stations around the country. I'm going to guess yeah. there's right. probably two hundred stations that carry him. Yeah. So, he, so that that show is it surprised me that it's it's continued. Uh, but he has a lot of interesting guests, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, that's what makes it. Yeah, and luckily, you know, we talk about, you know, some of the same things that they do, you know. So yeah. uh, there was a witch on uh, before me. I wish that she had stayed because uh, she was telling, I guess, how to create spells and stuff like that. Would you know anything about that, Raven? Do you ever cast a spell on anyone? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Hang on, <laughs> I, man. I only do things. I only do things for myself because I'm a really selfish person. So mm-hmm. it's like... I don't want to waste my time doing any type of spell work that is going to, you know, harm someone or even benefit them. That's no, I do things for me. So I do my own little, little things. Mm -hmm. Okay. So can you tell us who you've cast a spell on recently? Oh God. I mean, it's, it's definitely been a minute, but, um, geez, the last thing I did was probably 2019. (laughs) It's it's been a while, but yeah, you just like, you know, there's there's different things you could do where you could take like um, like a clear quartz and put it in a jar with like some and put some sage in there. You could get some like incense smoke and put you know put that in there. Mm-hmm. And then um, what was the other thing I used? I don't know. There was something else. You can get things that generally give good energy and and clear clear the the space and make things you know even. Okay. And then you put the the lid on the jar and you can. Let's say, you know, there's all different things, but let's say you sit it next to your bed and you just leave it there overnight yes. and it kind of like that will that will help with like any negative energy or negative thoughts. It it takes that and then the next day you can you can bury it, you can you can dump it and clean it. Like there's a lot of different mm-hmm. things you can do. Mm-hmm. But it's and, been a while since I've done that. And and did you uh, cast a spell on like your father or someone like that? Someone we know. <laughs> oh god. I remember <laughs> as like a little kid, we had this really cool shed that was like right on the edge of like this forest um mm. in this one house we lived in and i always used to collect little stigs and stigs sticks and rocks and dirt and uh i would i would gather everything up and then make like my little potions in the shed and i'm like <laughs> really? oh that's that's where this obsession came from from when i was a kid and i just collected you know leaves and i said this is a really pretty leaf and i have to have it mm-hmm. and then that i just like now it's like this morning I woke up and made my bed and I found a crystal in my bed. <laughs> I, I just slept on it all night. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Problems. <laughs> yeah. No. 
That's wow. okay. That's okay. Raven, are, are bats involved in any of your potions? No, I don't harm animals. Hmm. Okay. No. I can tell you. I don't eat animals. I don't harm them. No. Are you familiar so with So if anything calls for any. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead, please. Val Valerie, go ahead. Are you familiar with the freezer spell? No. no. Oh, That's us. to keep somebody from doing harm against you. I've used that one several times. But Tarrant, how do you do it? As far as I can tell, it has worked every single time. You buy a gun. You buy a gun. You get ammunition. Yeah. So, so a free. So, how do you do it though? I mean, is there a technique or how to freeze someone the, up? Yeah. The the freezer spell is really easy. Um, you need like a, a Tupperware container with a blue lid, a piece of paper. You write their name in blue ink. Whoever it is that you do not want them to do harm against you, you write their name in the blue ink on on a white piece of paper. You put it in the Tupperware, you fill the Tupperware with water, and then you can add honey to add a little sweetness to the person. And then you put the lid on it and you put it in the freezer and, you know, put the intention that they're not going to do harm against you. And that keeps them from from harming you. And you keep it in the freezer until you feel that the, the danger has passed. And then, like Raven said, you can just dump it out. You can bury, hmm. you know, the, the paper or whatever. Uncle Once Al you're done with it. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to have to try that. Uncle it's Al worked is, for me uh, every time I've used it. Uncle Al's writing down one awesome. line's name here. Why? <laughs> that is interesting. <laughs> hmm. huh. valuable recipe. I got the honey anyway. Yeah, he's got a lot of honey, as it turns out. Wow, yeah. that's interesting. <laughs> so stuff like that works? Works? It's I mean, working. I like feel it. like it does, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, and even if it's all in my head, right. it makes me feel good. That's mm -hmm. Again, I'm very selfish, so that I'm number one, in my opinion, so that's all that matters. <laughs> okay, all right, well. Well, wow, tough love. Um, uh, so anyway, well, I know this has been a short segment. Why don't we take a quick break now and bring in our guests? So you're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Ong's Hat, and the very mysterious M Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com.
Welcome back everyone to Macaroni's Military. It's our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Macaroni. Well, what a show we have for you tonight. But first, I'll introduce everyone who's here. Girls, the very famous Wamon is here. Hello, everybody. Hello, girls. Welcome back to the show. It's been fun so far. So far. No cocoa, no switchy. I, I'm just wondering, you know, during the break, what the switchy have for breakfast? You know, we can guess, maybe. Uh, also here, though, is our uh, security chief, Willie Club, WC. Hey, Mac. Hi, gang. Great to be here. Also. Very entertaining so far. So Other fun. than the top ten. <laughs> so beating up on that top ten. Wow, huh? Okay. Well, it takes a while to get it out of your system. Oh, well, <laughs> turn the page there, pal. Uh, also, in this, yeah, also in the studio with us tonight is uh, Howard Now, the UFO mechanic. Hey, Mac. Hello, everyone. Okay. Also with us is uh, Raven, a friend up there in Sideways, New York. Raven. Hi, my friends. Thank you so much for having me. And also Valerie LaFasso, empath and author. Good friend of the show joining us. So Hello. Also, Hello, Valerie. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hello, Valerie. How are you? Hello, Valerie. How sorry. are you? Hello. <laughs> I was just saying thank you for having me back. Uh, and uh, joining us is uh, Eric Vandelay. He's a big Seinfeld. No. How do you say, how do you say your last name? Please, Eric. Van Der Lon. Okay. Are we the first ones to... Are we the first ones to comment about that, or do you get it all the time? I get it all the time. Okay, so uh, yeah. you are part of uh, Warpath Paranormal, right? And you're in Florida? Party. War Party Paranormal. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Warpath. We are on a Warpath sometimes. <laughs> so, so, uh, so what do you got? You can tell us about what you do down there. Okay, so I'm the team leader of the War Party um, Paranormal Research Team. Um, basically, we're non for profit um, what we do is we help people who have paranormal problems in their homes or businesses. Um, we don't charge them a dime. Um, that's our main goal is helping people out there. Um, like what, what, what kind of problems? Well, if they have like any paranormal activity going on in their house that they're claiming, um, we'll go in there. Um, if we think that something's going on, um, we'll do an investigation. And if there's something going on there, um, we have people that can cleanse the place and mm-hmm. try to get rid of whatever's there. A lot of times it's really, really, we end up debugging it. Um, a lot of people don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know who to reach out to. I mean, you go to the police, hey, I got a ghost in my house. Um, yep. When that's where we come in. Yep. And on top of that, we do um, ghost hunting events for the public at a local haunted locations where you can be part of the investigation. Mm-hmm. Mm, um, cool. We have a radio show as well, uh-huh. um, and also we just came out with um, a show on Paraflix called The Haunted Files. Yeah, it sounds like a, a cool TV show. So so it's interesting you say you debunk uh, a lot of them, but like, how many do you debunk that are just like some natural explanation or whatever? Yeah, I mean, it's a process that we go, that we put people through. Um, we have a screening process where we'll have a case manager where they're going through a series of questions, um, you know, asking them what's going on, any family issues, any drug problems, things like that. And if we warrant um, an investigation, then what we'll do is we'll go there, do a preliminary investigation, meet the people. um, And then if we think we need to go further, we do a full out investigation. Um, A lot of people, um, 
we're able to like debunk and find a reasonable explanation. And we go in as, as skeptics. We're trying to debunk things. Right. Yeah. Sure. That's our main goal. Okay. Yeah. So, so, okay. um, how long have you been doing this? Ooh, I've been doing this for about 11 years. Okay. Wow. What's the strangest thing that you have found for you? Um, I don't think it's one particular thing. It's just many things. Um, I went into this as a skeptic. Um, I just wanted to see what it was like and what was out there and if it was real. And then I started to experience things, but you know, disembodied voices, fiend, shadow figures, so mm -hmm. a complete person with arms and legs walking by pretty much blown my mind, felt like weird energies going right through me. Mm -hmm. Um, things like that. Did you ever walk like into a location and like immediately felt like it, it's not a good feeling in here and just kind of known that there was something going on? <laughs> Every oh, time yeah, I come definitely. to the show, you always yeah, feel, it like smacks you in the face sometimes. You, yeah, after you do it for a while, you know what that feeling is it's like a heavy feeling. Um, but yeah, I definitely experienced things like that. So yeah, that in my house today. In, okay, go ahead, please. When you go into a, a location. Have you ever had a situation or situations where you can't solve the problem? You know, that they've got something strange going on in there and you can't seem to alleviate it? Um, we haven't had that issue yet. Um, we have a very ex experienced crew on our team, very diverse, very eclectic. I mean, we even had a pastor on our team. Hmm. We have um, one of our team members um, has a psychology degree. Um, we have a historian, um, we have all kinds of people on our team and uh, have a passion for helping people and the paranormal. And, and, you know, what is going on? What, what, what is going on? What, what is your opinion? Is it like, are these, you know, entities from somewhere else or are they always around us when you happen to see them at certain times or? Um, it just depends on the situation. Like if I just throw out one investigation, one was involved with black magic Santeria, hmm. um, where the guy's brother placed a curse on him to the point where he was like getting a strokes and things like that. Hmm. And they were seeing shadow figures in the house and things like that. Um, we were able to have someone come in and cleanse the place and do a blessing. Um, and we actually found that they um, placed something on the property, um, which enhanced the curse or actually, I guess, placed the curse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've heard that stuff is very, very kind of um, psychologically damaging. If someone knows that someone has that, is it Santeria? Is that the name of it? The, yeah, a Santeria, curse. Black Magic. Yeah. Um, we get a lot of um, Caribbean influences here mm -hmm. through Latin America and as well. Um, so that's like the main thing down here, right. um, Santeria, black magic, voodoo. Right. Um, yeah. But if, if you don't thinking... experience a lot of it, I mean, anything that's really bad is very rare. Mm -hmm. Um, pretty much we're going to find an explanation. Um, but we're very cautious on what we do. That's why we have a screening process because there's been times where like we show up and the, all the friends are there, they're drinking beers and yeah. like, we're the entertainment, you know? Oh, we don't no. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, no. You, Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you want something like that, come to one of our events. So we, we're, uh, we're yeah. talking about a little earlier that uh, one one just that one one just uh, moved from the United States to England and he felt bad leaving his house behind, let's say. OK, uh -huh. so do do whatever these are, let's call them spirits. Do they do they go with the people or do they stay with the house or, or, or both? I've seen I've seen both. 
Yeah. Um, it just depends on the situation. Every situation is different. Um, actually, every investigation I've done has never been the same. So mm. it's kind of hard to like pinpoint it, you know. So um, Valerie is a empath and uh, an author too. But I know this fa this has to fascinate you. I hope Valerie. Yeah, and Ra and Valerie would understand because people, everyone has a level of sensitivity in them. It just depends how they're tuned into it. And I believe people that are more tuned into it, they see more things. Mm -hmm. But I mean, even I've discovered after doing years of doing this that I've broken into something that I feel like I have like a special talent or if you want to call it or sensitivity or empathic mm -hmm. that I can pinpoint that I really didn't realize I had until I, I started you know, hanging out with the right people and they start explaining and how to, you know, get into investigation, try to feel the vibe. It's it possible then. your mind more. It's possible then for someone like me who has zero, zero kind of sensitivity to these things. Nothing paranormal ever happens. Yeah. You have it inside of you, but you just haven't tuned in. You've locked it out. So, Valerie, um, this must, uh, you know, interest you, right? Yeah, this is right up my alley. I'm an investigator as well. That's, that's how I learned how to use my intuition as a medium, you know, was through investigating and working with other mediums and, and learning what my intuition was. And, and I've heard people like Max so many times say, oh, but I don't have intuition. I never sense mm -hmm. things. And meanwhile, once you start talking to them and telling your stories and hearing stories of other people, they're like, oh, that's what that was. I guess I have had, oh, wow. you know, ghost encounters, UFO encounters, that sort of thing. So that always cracks me up. Um, but I actually lived in Boynton Beach for about three years um, back in go. the early 2000s. So I'm curious because, mm. you know, the paranormal was just kind of taking off back then when I moved mm. out. Um, so what's the, like the scariest place in that area? Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Bell Glade. It's like west no. of West Palm Beach. Okay. Um, it's now torn down, but it used to be abandoned prison experience a lot of things in there um currently there's a place actually where we're gonna film a show is um down in the middle of the everglades um oh, near everglades national park it's um really? it's called the aerojet rocket facility <laughs> cool um back in the 1950s and 60s aerojet was helping nasa test fuel for their rocket engines and then it shut down in the 1960s uh, because they changed the fuel and the and the reason why I think there's so much activity there, if if you know about the history of rocketry, um, Jack Parsons was like the godfather of uh, building rocket engines, and he dabbled into occult mm -hmm. to the occult. Um, if you're familiar with Aleister Crowley, he had uh, a partnership and a friendship with him, and got really into it. And I think people that dabbled in the black magic and the occult knew about this and started performing rituals out there to where we've, we've gotten like disembodied voices, hearing hmm. footsteps. They found missing people, um, their bodies out there. Mm, things like wow. that. Oh, wow. That's probably the spookiest, but the most, yeah. the thing that scares me the most is, and it's funny because this is how I found out the play, about the place is that I was watching one of those Python hunting shows on travel cool. channel yes yep. and i don't know if you guys know but we got a huge python problem yeah yeah, like yeah multiply out out here in the everglades and they're like killing off the local species of animals here 
So I was watching one of those shows and they were going to the, to the Aerojet rocket facility. There's a prime spot for catching pythons. And they said that they thought this place was haunted. And I'm like, hmm, I got to check that out. You're like, let me do some research. So when I got there, I was like, okay, we definitely got to go there because I hate snakes and I don't want to want run into like a 20 foot python or something wow. like that. Yeah. So yeah, oh, got a lot of alligators. Got a lot of alligators down there the too. Are now heading north. Oh good, that's oh, really? just what we need. Yeah, they've been catching them now out of the Everglades. <laughs> so they started to travel for some reason or other. Maybe it's how are they traveling? Are they taking JetBlue? What are they? How are they getting up there? <laughs> but I read somewhere they're traveling. They flag down a bus. They're hopping a greyhound. I read somewhere that there are. Hey Eric, I got a question for you. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's scarier Eric. than any ghost hunting show. <laughs> Eric, I have, one for you. have you yeah. ever been injured during a, an investigation? You or any of your staff? Yeah, actually, I got a good story about that. It's sort of funny. Um, so there's a there's a um, cemetery out in Florida um, near Moorhaven. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. It's near Lake Okeechobee, and right around the perimeter of the of the cemetery are ancient burial. Um, Native American mounds there that date back to 250 AD. And wow. we think that's the reason why we get so much activity there. So I'm filming with my camera and it's an infrared camera. So it's night vision. And I'm looking through my little viewfinder because it's pitch black and I'm walking around and all of a sudden I flip over um, a headstone and I'm holding my camera. So I'm trying to save it. I don't want it to smash on the ground. And I stick my elbow out and my elbow caught the corner of a granite mm. and i sliced myself all the way down to the oh, bone oh, oh, um, so that's like the worst thing that's ever happened to that answer your question then one more. we do have first aid kits so we cleaned it up butterflied it and i continued on my way wow <laughs> went to er the next day and the guy's like you know you're crazy if you would have waited longer than 24 hours you would have gotten a serious infection oh, really? oh, did you put the stone back up oh it stayed up i'm the one that fell back oh okay I, I, I read that Florida has 1.2 million alligators. 1.2 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've gone down to Boynton Beach. My, I have relatives down there, and we arrived once, and they had just they had just got through like pulling out like this 10-foot alligator out of the little – everyone has like a little pond in those uh, mm -hmm. developments, you know, and they grow like crazy there. And um, as they were pulling this one away, the people said – there's probably another one down there. Okay, it's, it's like Jurassic Park down there. I'm telling you, there's yeah, lots it of it, it, there's a lot of like really like huge iguanas and stuff crossing oh, the road. Yeah. They're the size they, of dogs. Iguanas right? all over the place. Man, yeah. oh man! You like right down the street from me? You, there's a canal. You just drive by there and you see them laying out all over. Oh, the place. they just they just chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just chilling out. Yeah. Yeah, they're in the sun. That's and it's so funny. Cute. And it's oh, funny wow, when wow, um, cute it gets cold here. Yes. I mean, I, you guys are probably from north. Like cold for us, it's like dropping into the 40s mm, go ahead oh well, yeah okay well what happens <laughs> is they get into like a hibernation mode where they like sort of freeze and mm -hmm. you see like iguanas falling off the trees it's yeah, yeah, yeah oh, i cool. definitely i've definitely heard of them it's falling raining, out of trees and hitting people raining yeah. i've heard that yeah. about some species of frogs too and they they almost like they hibernate to the point where like they're like there's no heartbeat nothing no right pulse. yeah yeah and then the spring they thaw out and they just go on their way did yeah. you hear that? Uh, they got skunk ape down here too. Yeah. What is that? Oh, the, the skunk, skunk ape, ape, right? Yeah. Is, uh, our, our, their, our their Bigfoot. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Our version. 
Have you ever encountered one? Yeah, I was going to say, what does it smell like? I got to know. No, I haven't, but I will be going on a skunk skunk ape hunt soon. Um, Okay. I don't know if I I believe in it. Um, Ghosts are enough on my plate already. Um, But I I got an open mind, but it's kind of hard for me to think that there's something like that out there that we haven't discovered. Like, how come we haven't found the bones and things like that? People are now saying that they're aliens and they go in different dimensions. So I don't no, know. that's but, convenient. You know what I mean? But I that's like the question that. is, but so yeah. here's, here's two things, two things that always kind of like bug me is that number one, you know, let's say Bigfoot up in the Ameri- uh, in the Pacific Northwest. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. No, there's no one ever found any, any bones, any graves, any kind of, any kind of, you know, um, evidence that they exist because, no one's ever found anything. I'm not, you know, even if they died and they were eaten by other animals, the bones would still be there, you know. So anyway, but yeah. on the other, but on the other hand, uh, someone on um, American Ge- uh, National Geographic said that there's up in that part of you know the, the the world, there's like something like 250 Native American tribes, big big tribes, and every single one of them had some kind of. Uh, token or totem or something having to do with someone who looked like a Bigfoot. You know what I mean? Yeah, even hieroglyphics that date back way back, you know? And and, and with the Native Americans, they would say that, you know, they they didn't come up with fantastic stuff. They came up with stuff like huge wolves, you know, husses that flew, you know what I mean? It wasn't like dinosaurs and that kind of stuff. So when they saw something, they saw something, you know? So they were seeing something, and people still see them now. But what is it? And why don't they find them? You know, why don't they find the corpses and stuff? Yeah, even some people think they might be some type of primate. Um, still, well, how come you haven't found it? So, right. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. yeah. I'm no that, expert that's, on it, but right. It just seems like it's too easy to explain away. Whereas, like, if you say that it's like interdimensional or like an alien, that kind of is that open door of like, well, there's there's got to be something else that we're just not. Yeah. We're not there yet. Yeah, yeah. I even but, heard like they travel through like an underground cave system, things like that. I have heard that. Oh, wow. I have heard that. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you. Um, this was actually hours ago. I live in in a weird. I live in a really weird place, and I. You're, you're my people. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> I have like stuff is going on in my house all the time, and I was actually in in the room that I am in now. This is where I record, and this is where I work, mm-hmm. and. Not three feet away from me earlier today, something kind of like took like three fingers and just kind of like gently grazed my shoulder. <laughs> what I didn't get like scratched or anything. It was just like I I was very very gently like touched and no one was behind me. Okay. It was just like the weirdest thing, and I'm like, and I believe in I, I'm a believer, so it's like you know, okay, but did this actually happen? Like, should I believe this? Like what, what is happening? Mm. Because there's just so much stuff that happens here all the time. Yes. And I'm like, I don't know if I should just ignore it or should I, should I burn some sage? I don't know. Well, it's funny that you say that, like, cause like I have a skeptical mind. My mind is trying to think rationally. Uh-huh. And when I do witness or experience something, I don't believe it really happened. I'm like, there's gotta be an explanation for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And it doesn't register in my brain until like maybe a few days later, or like maybe if I've seen video and I capture something, I'm like, Oh wow, that actually did happen. Yes. Right. See, but, I, I've had like coincidences where it, it just like so far out, you know what I mean? Just like so crazy. Um, yeah, like if I felt three say, fingers on my back, I'd probably be like, "Oh, this got to be a reason." That, yeah, you go, "What is that?" You know, that. and I always Maybe hit myself my muscle twitching or something. But yeah, and like that was 
initially I'm like, okay, it's gotta be something like that. But this was so like, it, it just felt like somebody just took like three fingers and just like gently just grazed mm. down. Like, you know, I don't know how else to describe it. It, huh. it didn't feel like musculoskeletal. It, it was so strange. And I was like, well, we have Eric on the show tonight. So I'm going to yeah. bring this up. Well, like how long has this stuff been going on? <laughs> Let's see. I've lived here for seven years. Seven mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Do you think it's the house? Do you think it's the house? I don't, or? I don't know because stuff has happened ever since I've lived here. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's, Looking I don't know if it's place? a house or I'm sorry. What was that? You know about the history of, of your house or the land? Uh, it was built in like the 40s. I've never looked anything else up because I just assume mm. at this point that it's people haunted. must have passed away in almost every place, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I, yeah. I would think that something had to have happened here at some point. Mm. I just know that these were these were like those like cookie cutter homes that they put up in the 40s for factory workers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then they, they resold them years later. And that was when we swooped in. Um, and it's just, it's nothing is like, it's not violent. It's not like aggressive. It's just like, sometimes we get like little touches and then like they turned our, our echo on a few weeks ago. That was creepy. Sometimes it's like seeing stuff like right out of the corner of your eye and then like it's gone. It's, it's just so bizarre. Hmm. It's been happening for seven years. Easily. Easily. How how often? A couple times a month. Yeah, do you ever encourage it? I Hang did on. get drunk last weekend. <laughs> yeah, no, not last weekend. That's another Two weekends show. ago, and I did bring my Ouija board out. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. I was, yeah, I did a really unhinged thing. And wow. I was like, let's just see. But n- nothing happened with the board. It it was not, That's... it did not want to talk. Nothing. Wow. And are you afraid of it? Is it harmful? Um, malicious? Yeah, I feel comfortable. It's just like if I hear things, it's it's kind of like oh, okay, yeah. Well, this is normal at this point. Hmm. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that you can't entertain it because if there is something there, it just it's it knows that you can they can communicate with you, and they're going to start doing more activities going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Also, what's something that's really simple, and you might think it's silly, if you like command it to leave, that listen, this is my home. Hmm. You, don't no longer live here anymore and you don't belong here anymore and you have to go and if you keep doing that if you keep you know stating that and not entertaining it you might might get rid of it um mm. well I do that with because i'll burn sage like in like anytime it's warm because mm-hmm. i i'm in new york so it's it's cold up here so anytime i can actually like open my windows i'll burn sage and and i have like my little my little ritual um and then like everything will be calm for a little bit and then something else random will happen and i'm like i told you to get out <laughs> yeah it's just something you got to stick with and keep doing it's not like a if you do it for like one week i mean sometimes it could take longer so they um, listen but cleansing <laughs> is good as well hope um hopefully you're cleansing the right way um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, but doing the Ouija board is not going to help. Yeah, I was going to say not, that like probably said, was a bad idea. I was, I got, I drank a little too much that night and I was like, we should do this. And nobody stopped <laughs> me. That was a thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. So when, it really wasn't my fault. Why don't we do this? Uh, why don't we take a quick break now and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Multrax Star Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. We've all heard of Area 51 the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. 
But have you ever heard of Area 52? Or 53? Or 54? 54? 54? How about Conopar Test Range? Or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey. A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. Went to Mac Maloney's Military, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have here tonight. Let me introduce everyone who's here. Okay, girls first. The very famous Juan Juan is here. Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. Great show tonight so far. Yeah, great, great guests. So far. Everyone says so far. Okay. Love it. As if we're going to go out for the, the track anytime soon, which we could. Um, no Coco tonight. <laughs> He's up in Alaska for some reason. No switchy tonight for reasons that he probably doesn't want us to get into anymore. It has to do with his plumbing and so on. Um, but, however, uh, Security Chief Willie Club is here, WC. Hey, Mac. Hi, everyone. Yeah, it's Go a away. good show tonight. Uh, I like a lot of cool guests there tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Guests that know what they're talking about. Yeah. They do, yeah. <laughs> for a what change, right? So, um, also in the studio, that laugh you heard is uh, Alan Arnaldo, UFO mechanic. Hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. And getaway driver. <laughs> yeah, I really like provide the service. Yeah. Raven is here, a good friend Hello, up there. Hello, my friends. Thank you for me. having me. Our good friend, Val, sorry, Valerie Lafaso is here. Val? Hello, everyone. Good to be here. She's an empath, so we're going to ask her to take the temperature of the room in a second. Uh, also, also with us is uh, Eric Vanderlam. How's that, Eric? Vanderlaan and... Hmm? Oh, Ann, okay. Yeah, Ann, 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 Ann. Hey, that's Come a big on. step from uh, Vandalay. Okay, Eric uh, Vandalay. Uh, okay. Also known as Vandalay Industries. What's up, everybody? Um, <laughs> and uh, you are uh, part of a paranormal group down in uh, the southern part of Florida? Kind yeah, of? Florida, we're party paranormal. Yeah. Okay, and you go into people's house to see if you can get rid of ghosts and you know things that shouldn't be there type thing? That's what we do. Have you been so, approached to be it like on a TV show? Because it sounds like a TV show to me. I'm actually working on that. I actually got a um, a show on a streaming um, network called Paraflix, where they they show stuff on paranormal. Mm -hmm. um, they have horror movies. So we just were working on our fifth episode. Okay. Our third episode awesome. just aired. Four, number four is coming out next month. So you record everything you do, or you d record your big events or whatever. Um, the events we don't really record, um, our investigations, yeah, we usually always recording because 
something crazy happens and you don't have evidence of it or it on camera, to me, it never happens. So, oh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's happened happen to me too. Also joining us is our good friend Greg Masto down there. We're going to have to give him a round of applause. You know why? Why? Well, his father has uh, counseled me on betting for 21 years. Oh. Turned out to be good. <laughs> Turned out to be good advice. More good advice than bad advice. Okay. Greg, how you doing there, buddy? Doing very well. Happy to be back. Happy to see you all again. Um, I hope he's been giving you good advice. No, for the uh, most yeah, part. All, all my brackets are pretty terrible. Uh, so. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, no, no. For the most part, the good advice he's given me is don't do something. Don't, you know, bet something. That's He's called me off of things that I, you know. Anyway, so, uh, Greg, you work for, tell us the name of the company you work for and who they work for. Yep. So uh, I'm a outsourcing project manager with Insomniac Games. Uh, I'm currently on the uh, Spider-Man 2 project here. Um, uh, very excited. Um, the first Spider-Man game from Insomniac was a very huge hit for uh, the PlayStation and PC. So mm-hmm. really happy to be working on the sequel. I'm for all our friends on, on video here, I've got like some obviously nerdy figures in the back. Yeah, um, yeah. Some Spider-Man stuff there. So yeah, perfect fit for me right now. So so when, when do you think it'll be out? Or can you tell us? Uh, that I can't reveal right now, as always, uh, especially with that, with release dates and marketing materials. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get in the way or get in trouble with my employer for that. So. But you've been doing it for about a year, right? A year? Have you been working? I've been, I've been with this company about seven months now. Okay. Previously at uh, Red Storm, Tom Plates oh, right. Studio, uh, for about three years. So, yeah, coming up on uh, seven months. Yeah, yeah, so, that's yeah. cool. Well, you're working on the – well, you landed perfectly, right? You landed right in a real big thing, right? Yeah, so it's um, – Really excited. It's been pretty busy uh, lately, but uh, really working with some talented developers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really coming together. But uh, you know, we got uh, got a lot of work to do, but confident that people are going to really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Do you like Spider Man? Oh yeah. yeah no, do big, you really? Big fan of the property. Okay. Uh, big reason why. Uh, big reason why I left to join Insomniac because of how successful uh, the first Spider Man game was, and then they did a spinoff with Miles Morales. Okay. Um, who's another Spider Man and. Both games are absolutely excellent, and their library speaks for themselves with Ratchet and Clank. Hmm. Uh, they worked on the old Resistance games back in the day as well, so their library has been uh, fantastic. But the, but the movies of the movies kind of blow, right? Uh, well, actually, the, mo- well, the, the first two <laughs> movies were excellent. The third one, yes. try not to talk about. Yes. Um, and then the ones, uh, but really the ones that came through with Disney, I thought have been very solid, but... Uh, uh, into the Spider Verse, um, the animated one was absolutely phenomenal. Okay, uh, now I put, I, it, I put it up. I put it as like a one A one B to Spider Man Two for me. All right, I have That's to admit, I have to admit, I haven't seen like the latest ones. But I want to ask ask anyone, you know, why do, do why do they do what they do to Superman and even Batman in a way is that they explain his origin story over and over and over again. They start it over and over. Why do you do that? You know, I mean, we didn't see Lone Ranger movies where it was, you know, he was born as a young, you know, I mean, you know what I mean? Everybody knows how Superman started. Everyone knows how Batman started. You don't have to do the throat clearing, you know what I mean? Is that just me? Well, Peter Parker is so, he's such an innocent, though, that you have to feel bad for him at the start of everything. Yeah, but but I mean, why would they have, kid. but why would they have like an entirely different actor? I don't like that Toby guy, but he was okay as Spider-Man. They bring in a different actor and they start it all over again. You know, they've done that a couple of times and they've done it with Superman three or four times. And I don't, I don't understand why they did that. Anyway. Maybe they're dealing with the uh, attention span of... Yeah. The new viewers, they, they maybe they don't know the history. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, I, well, well, the actors are only getting older 
And at least uh, they've kind of, they had an out with the multiple universes to explain why there's multiple Spider-Man mm-hmm. or Spider-Women now. Yeah, yeah. And but really, the most important part is money because it makes bonkers amounts of money. But, yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. yeah, yeah, Okay. So anyway, so what we're going to talk about tonight, uh, real quick, is that uh, we think that you would know more than us about this. So we've seen uh, stories lately about uh, AI, artificial intelligence, where reporters, when when one of them first came out, a reporter actually kind of interviewed the AI whatever. And this uh, AI was asking them very personal questions and so on and so forth. I mean, really kind of personal questions and um, knew a lot of personal information about them. Um, I had had a, like a conversation with one of these things that I can't remember the name of it, but you know, it knew it, 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 it was able to gather, we were talking about it earlier, it was able to gather information quickly and give it to you in a precise way. Right. But there's nothing, AI doesn't know anything that isn't just the accumulated knowledge of stuff that's out there, right, Greg? Well, it depends. A lot of the things you can ask it, it can kind of tell you a certain like story. Some stuff kind of comes off as convoluted uh, when you chat with them. Um, truth be told, it can pull up your information because a lot of things mm. do require you to sign in through either Gmail or some kind of email. So that already gives it a first hint. Okay, yep. where have you used this before? All right, you are this person, possibly live at this address. Do you have any social media platform? So to give it kind of the basic answer, um, it can pretty much give you that. But asking it open-ended questions, it can try to spin a tail. That doesn't mean it'll make the most sense. You'll probably find contradictions if you look fast enough. But rather than putting pen to paper, someone's like, well, there's about five paragraphs. I'll just take it for what it's worth there. Yeah, sure. Right. I want to ask him, uh, write, a, uh, write a wingman book. See what happens, right? <laughs> can you do 75,000 words real quick? That was like what Club had brought up earlier. The What is it called? Chat, chat GPT or something? Chat GPT, yep. Yeah, and you, you might, look, Mr. Raven literally tried it, and it gives you, you type in whatever, I don't remember what he typed in, it gives you a paragraph, and I'm like, we're going to start seeing some very, very questionable material yep. with this. I, I don't I don't know if this will work, but I just decided to ask Chad GPT write uh, write me a wingman book. But it's wingman, a guide to find finding love and happiness. So I don't think it's the wingman. <laughs> Wait a minute, hold that, on. Uh, we're thinking of here. That's him. That's uh, him. This is the wingman novel yeah. we've yep. we've been waiting for. Yeah, right. Sounds it's like our, a bestseller to me. It's, it's already up to chapter five, celebrating success. Right really? Now, so yeah, <laughs> that must be me. Okay. Wow. Huh. But um, so so, but this whole idea that this idea that this um, AI gave this reporter some—I mean, really—the reporter said, you know, can you know, can I fall in love with you? Are you in love with somebody else? What's her name? You know, these kind of really kind of creepy stalker type questions. And I'm wondering whether they put that in there, you know, just to have a little splash. Because I mean, I, that's the only reason I heard about it was that this AI was talking creepy to this guy. You know, do you know what I mean? I'm like. Are they at this point where they're going to ask you a personal question just because they know that you're on X Amster or something? Not you, but you know what I mean. <laughs> well, we even saw it with that. Uh, I forget when the report was. Someone tried it with Microsoft, the uh, Bing, uh, the Bing bot, and it was someone that actually had tried to uh, hack the bot at one point. Or, and, but the bot was able to pull up data, and the reporter was like, it kind of gave some threatening vibes to it, some threatening comments where, mm-hmm. yeah, a company could get in trouble if you're using a tool and it decides to tell a person to do something a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think back to even the old uh, AOL is to messenger bots and you just, you know, you're just talking to this AI. It's kind of maybe being a parrot or repeating what you're saying, but obviously at this level, 
it's giving you a ton of info. It's spewing a bunch of stuff back. Right. It's just pulling from everywhere. So right. I think it's something that we need to be a little more careful on how we use it. I think it can be a fun tool, but um, the way it's being kind of monetized, I don't know, kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Right. I'm going to ask I, I'm sure Eric has a question, but I, but I want to ask you this first. Is, is, is there you some, got mail. Yeah, right. Is there some point further down the road, okay, where, I mean, like right, right now, what, to me, AI's, what, what, it, what it can do is, as you say, pull like tons of information very quickly and put it in a way that you can read it and understand it and so on. But it's not thinking for itself. Okay, it's doing what it's been built to do, grab info from everywhere. Is there some point where it's going to start thinking for itself? Oh, I absolutely think so. I think we can definitely even see that in the world. I mean, a lot of the big companies where they make a profit is kind of having that data, having that sharing. So just having things automate uh, that we take for granted, I could absolutely see things like this just kind of automate thing for itself, have it run in the background. I'm sure right now the servers for Jet, excuse me, Chat GPT and the rest mm-hmm. are kind of working overdrive with the millions of users on it. So, absolutely. Will it ever know what it is? Do you know what I mean? Will it ever recognize what it is? I think that was kind of the controversy with the the bank, the Bing Bob was they wanted it to feel like alive or feel like it had a personality. And then of course the report comes out that it tells the reporter like I will find you and all this like well, uh-huh. will it really find him was it uh-huh. someone kind of behind it yes it's, it's, it's really muddy there just uh like how will it find it will it just freeze all other credit cards or just what have you right hey eric i want to ask you a question i mean if if, sure. if i had a question asked i would ask this you know the super duper ai what is a ghost you know what i mean yeah what are they gonna say well, well this is this is like getting me to think about the movie terminator I'll be back. I'll be back. Yeah. We're going to be run by computers. Be self-aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're well, going to be endangered. But computers are yeah, the next machines point, are like, going to take over. Yeah. And like ghosts would be like old news. Like ghosts what? Right. But that'd be <laughs> interesting knows? to get like a program like that to, you know, we, we use a lot of um, equipment where we use it scientifically. We're, we're measuring changes in the atmosphere. Um, like you know, humidity pressure. Um, they say barometric pressure um, can influence the paranormal. So that'd be cool, like to have a program like that get that can do everything and spit out what the results are of that investigation. I think that would be pretty cool. I need to know. This is because this has been irritating me ever since this movie came out. Um, I need to know thoughts on uh, Megan with that. Oh, 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 yeah. Okay. We, we have a, uh, we might have a special correspondent reviewing that movie, but go ahead, please. Greg, I saw the commercial, the ads. I couldn't watch them. They were just disturbing images. It had it, it's on my, it's on my wish list. I'll be honest. I'm curious about it because it is on Peacock. So I'm like, well, I do have the ability to watch this now. On one I hand, watched, it's creepy. Uh, on the other, it's P, it's PG 13. So I'm like, will I be? scared or spooked or is it just more jump scary but yeah they do make her especially the trailer where she's uh running on all fours yeah 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 that's the old um has 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 anyone seen it because if no one's seen it it what is it what Uh, is it i'm sorry megan it's called megan Megan. yeah uh, (laughs) nothing to do with the stop galley there the ai girl 
because I don't want to go any further if no right. one's seen it. I don't want to give anything away. Yeah, the I need to know. Yeah, the special yeah. effects, if anything, they're incredible. I, I mean, they're incredibly scary. You know, they're they're very and as you say, there's two ways to scare people in a movie: the jump scare, where something just comes out at you, or just something's like so horrible, so so weird looking. You know, and that's what this. It looks like this movie has both of those things. That whole thing on all fours was from The Exorcist. Remember, she comes down on the skids. And she's, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, and she's, she's this backwards. Is, that stuff is oh, creepy. I love The Exorcist. Oh, that's such a good movie. <laughs> <clears throat> so, will, uh, Greg, will AI come into your business at some point? Um, That's kind of, like, tough to say. Because, again, we do automate some things, maybe not using AI, but programs and things like that. Um, right now, one of the bigger controversial points is um, kind of using the art AI. Can we use that uh-huh. to uh, make a bunch of 3D art? And on one hand, I'm like, okay, it's pulling from some images, but my issues are uh, a lot of the art in there is stolen by people that have worked on that. They didn't sign off on having their art being used. Okay. On the other, you're seeing a lot of these, let's call them big brain folks that think they can eliminate a lot of jobs in the industry to just be like, oh, we could just automate all of this yes. they think it's just an easy make video game button way. Yeah, yeah. it's the further thing from the truth and i try to ignore them but i do know you know people pushing nfts and all that stuff back yep. one year or two years ago like people are trying to like turn a quick fad to try to make millions and yeah. i don't know um well, i think there minutes. is a way we could potentially use it like how we do already auto- automate things in uh in our pro in programming and things to make better but to outright try to eliminate jobs, mm. I don't think so. I'm going to ask uh, Valerie something because um, the, you you have a book that's being edited right now. What's the name of the book that's being edited? Uh, the book is Tangled Web of Friends, Book Four, and it's um, The Hollow. Okay, the not to uh, name drop on to name any names, but uh, the last book that we had to that I had to you know do. Um, they sent it back to me, edited, you know, and there's there's like a procedure you go through and there's electronic editing now, but before they used to just mock pages with yellow tags and all this stuff. Anyway, so this thing arrived and it just didn't read right. It just didn't feel, it just didn't read right. And they put it through uh, AI editing system or something, you know, and, and it missed the human elements of a lot of dialogue and so on and so forth. And as it turned out, I never said this to him, but I could tell, it turned out to be easily twice as much work as if a human had done it and a human is making, you know, human decisions. Well, you know, it's it's not supposed to be don't. It's don't. I mean, you know, you don't have to ask me that, you know. Um, but that's what it was doing. It's asking me all these, like, crazy questions that, well, if you really had a mind, you'd know. And it didn't. So it's coming to the publishing business i can tell you that and it's not a good thing yeah i i'm definitely cautious around all technology personally you know i i'm a big fan of progress but i want everyone to think about the potential consequences as well and i feel like a lot of people just have a great idea they rush forward they push it because it's going to make me money and then something happens and it's not necessarily a good thing. So I like caution in, in things like this. Well, I'd, I'd like to see AI technology evolve into solving problems that have been uh, 
ailing us for years and years health problems environment problems mm -hmm. uh how can i get more miles per gallon out of my hellcat things <laughs> like that right. <laughs> give exactly. me a break with being give me a break where it's it's start, starting to be another uh evolution of gaming bullshit that's that's the part <laughs> i remind i'm reminded of when i worked for a major computer company that began with d based in maynard massachusetts digital we kept going to these trade shows with uh virtual rea reality stuff and it's all about the game can we get i mean ai <clears throat> i worked for emc for a while you, know, you had tags pointers and all these things uh giving you a direction to data on storage arrays uh, mapped across the world. Okay? It sounds like Coco now. I, so you not have AI doing this, but in spades, you know, to the nth degree of pulling in data that's already been established, data that's bogus, data that's, you know... Yeah, it's just uh, data to them, no matter what, right? mapped, data that's plagiarized. Give me a break. Yeah, I want isn't AI history, to solve some problems. I want to, you know... Isn't is there life on Mars? If, if someone, figure it out. Yeah, if someone said that... To, but, to really uh, push the envelope, but, crying out loud. Why does it all have to be about a gaming Well, thing? you know, there's a big concern now in the schools, high schools and colleges, mm -hmm. because they're using them now for term papers and yeah. all that. Who wouldn't? I the mean, I would have if I was a kid. To find out or find ways to be able to interpret whether or not that particular document that was handed in, you know, is legitimate. And uh, that's creating uh, quite a problem uh, right now because it's moving so fast that, they, you know, the educators can't get ahead of it right now. But how I wish they... they had it when I was in college. Yeah, me too. <laughs> right? I would have used it. I was oh, just in grade school. Are, my kids are in high school. They do all their homework on their phone. Really? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're on TikTok yeah. or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. something like, like that. I literally, it was within a week or two, the most recent episode of South Park was about that app, the chat GPT. And I, I'm I'm geriatric, so I'm I don't know what TikTok is. I don't use it, and I'm like, what is this? And that was when Mr. Raven downloaded it. Oh yeah. Huh? And I'm like, could you imagine if this was around when we were in school? Oh It'd be out of control, right? All yeah. of my homework would have been put into that. Yeah, yeah. We used to pay kids to do our homework. Now you know, yeah. it'd be free or almost free. But but what's going to happen? Um, What's going to happen with like history, if you know what I mean? Like someone's going to ask it, you know, who won the Civil War? And there, there's out, there's information out there that would convince people that the South really didn't lose. You know what I mean? Um, you know, there, there's there's different alternate explanations of all the wars: World War One, World War Two. You know, Vietnam certainly. Yeah. Isn't the real story going to be distorted if if AI is pulling it from every? piece of data they can get but they don't know you know the veracity of that data well they're trying to develop filters now the ceo for microsoft was on a show the other day talking about that where there's so much like wikipedia there's so much information in there that's bs mm -hmm. so they've got to you know try to develop filters that but who can determine what items are accurate and what aren't and to filter them out but who decides that though yeah. who decides you know, that oh you know a bunch of chimps I mean, you know, really, who's who's going to decide, especially with history, you know, there's there's alternate explanations for lots of stuff or, or you know, kind of uh, subtle uh, differences in what people believe. And, um, you know, now it's going to be this too much information almost or what 
Yeah. What are we going to believe? You know, it's always changing. I mean, when I grew up, Pluto was the last planet in our solar system. Yeah, yeah, right. true. So <laughs> exactly. They're discovering new things and adding more to history. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but maybe what's... they'll do what I do, and I just watch Bob's Burgers, and then <laughs> I get all of get my all present day there. facts, and I I implement that into my life yeah. because it hasn't failed me yet. <clears throat> But you're a vegetarian. Watch, uh, Morton and other Morton, whatever it is. Rick and Morty. Oh, Rick and Morty. Yeah, Rick and Morty. Yeah, they're yeah, they're doing it for me. Yeah, okay. they're, they're doing the research. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, then I, and then I asked South Park, uh, uh, "Tell me more about Harry and Megan." That's oh really? That's where you get the info. Well, they know, right? I'm surprised. It's my privacy. Yeah, Rick and Morty's the science. South Park is current events. Oh, there you <laughs> go. They'll, they'll, they'll <laughs> right. turn the next controversy around. All this time I've been watching the news. I've been watching the wrong thing. I used to watch The Simpsons for all my educational uh, needs. Yeah, really. really. That explains a lot there, Juan. I'll be frank with you. Now you've gone big time. Yeah, I can't believe The Simpsons is still on, man. Talk about a success story. It took like 39 seasons. That's incredible. just signed up for another one. Something Uh, like that. Unbelievable. Yeah, it came out in... Crazy. No, that was on the Carol Burnett show in, what, 82? It was in the early 80s. I think it was 86. It went to Its own show. Yeah, yeah. Tracy Ullman show. Tracy Ullman. Tracy Ullman yeah, show. Tracy Ullman, right. But yeah. Kind of left her behind. It was a bit. It was like a six minute thing. Yeah. It was like a little cartoon. And then I, I can't believe The Simpsons is still on, honestly. See, I, I've fallen off that wagon. It's <laughs> it's really, I just flop between Bob's burgers. And I love The Simpsons. <laughs> I want a burger now after all this talk about burgers. The, Simps- the Simpsons do a great spoof on Burning Man. <laughs> do they really? They, they must be oh, running out of stuff to do spoofs on. Yeah, you know what's what's what their what their secret is. Uh, the it's a vacation this, destination. Their success is that they don't have to. Their characters don't grow old. Do you know what I mean? They they they're just the same age. They don't have to change them. You know, one of the shows we watch, we talk about it, is Young Sheldon. A lot of people don't like it, but we watch it. And it's funny. It's clever the way that they put it together and they match it to the Big Bang and everything. But. They were funny as kids. Now they're grown up. They're teenagers, and it's zero funny, you know, because they they've grown out of that, you know. But Simpsons, they haven't made, and it, it, it costs nothing to produce that show, you know, compared to oh, yeah. ones with oh, humans. Yeah, in Matt, it. Matt Groening is rolling in it. Well, uh-huh. yeah, Matt uh, was it Bart's voice actor, actors, I guess. She voices about like yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, so they're saving like killing right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of the one why, of yeah the wife. That's Lisa Simpson. Oh. She she was that's in a movie Lisa. recently. And I said I said to my wife, I think close your eyes. It's Lisa Simpson's in this movie mm-hmm. because her voice does oh. not change one iota from being Lisa Simpson to being a real actor. Wow. I mean, she was in uh, yeah. uh, Maximum Overdrive. Yes. Okay. And which all she did was, oh my God, my God, my God. <laughs> Sounds like an Max Amstel movie Simpson. here, but okay. She became Lisa Simpson after that movie, basically. Well, they got to be rolling in dough. Anyone, anyone associated with it, you know, must be zillionaires at this point. At this point, though, why don't we take a quick break, real quick, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Milk Tracks, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. The whole gang is here. Please stay tuned. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Hong's Hat, 
and the very mysterious M Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Everyone to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we've had for you tonight. Uh, we've talked about many things. A lot of people here. Let me uh, say goodnight to them one at a time. Eric, thank you for joining us. Give us the name of your um, your group down there again and how they can get a hold of you. War Party Paranormal. The easiest way is go to WarPartyParanormal.com and everything's linked right there. And, and what does what's the criteria for if my house is haunted to call you? Does it have to be really haunted? Do you have to? Is there a a checklist you go no through? No criteria. Yeah, we'll just put you through the checklist and we'll determine if it's worth an investigation. Now down in Florida, there's a lot. I mean, it's a lot of new construction down there. There's old Florida. I understand that, but I mean, do you mm -hmm. do you find these things in newer construction as well? Um. Not like recently. I mean, I've done houses that are maybe like ten years old. And they sometimes. still have, yeah. just, oh, okay. just like I said, it depends. Like, yeah, like the we old, were talking yeah. about earlier, it could be the home, it could be the person. Yeah, it all depends. Wow. Well, good luck. So you go to Paranormal. Say it once again. We got it right. WarPartyParanormal.com. Dot com. Okay. Thanks a lot. I wrote it down in case Mac forgets. Thanks. I, uh, I would too, never and do. I will post it to our you IG. Bring it to the radio it, station. Follow him on Instagram. What are you dumping right? on me for? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Eric. Hey, Mac. Appreciate. What's Eric's last name? Uh, Vandalay. <laughs> Vandalay Industries on West Fifty Eighth Street. <laughs> All right. Uh, Eric Van Eric Van Halen. Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I wish. <laughs> yeah. To see his kid hey, play. I, I got the Dutch background there. So there okay, you go. You do have the Dutch. Yeah. Did you ever see uh, Eddie Van Halen's kid play, play guitar? guitar? He is unbelievable. He's just like Eddie Van Halen. He's about 400 pounds bigger than him. Not that it makes any difference, but he's a big guy. Yeah. He is really good. He is not, you know. Van Halen was my band. Faking Still it, man. Yeah. They were good. Yep. They're good for their time. They were. Uh, anyway, uh, Valerie, thanks for joining us. Oh, please tell us. You, you, you take, take the pulse of the show tonight. You've been with us all night, please. And, and you don't, <laughs> don't be worried about hurting our feelings. Tell us how we do. Yeah, and that's, not, that's definitely not it at this point. I know, I know you guys well enough. <laughs> um, the <laughs> pulse of the, the show, it's, it's been good. You know, we haven't had a mention of the top 10 recently, so that's oh. helped. Um, well, you yes. know, that keeps things running smoothly. But, yeah, it's been good. Okay. I think you're just being nice to us. Thank you, Valerie. And your your book is coming out in, in a few months? Yes. Hopefully um, late summer, book okay. four of my series will be out. Okay. And the name of it one more time? Tangled Web of Friends is the series title, and book four is The Hollow. Uh -huh. If you ever made a movie, could we be in it? 
Sure. Really? I will okay. find a way All to right. get you guys in it. All right. That's it. Okay, cool. I feel like I want to be a tree. A tree? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I would really thrive in that role. You wouldn't okay. want to be a, be a witch tree. or what kind of a tree we could be? A hollow tree. A hollow tree, yeah. Oh. Like a birch <laughs> or a okay. maple. Now we have a young uh, fan with us. Wow, here he is, Ollie. <laughs> Ollie Masto, he was on here a few months ago. How long ago was that, Greg? Definitely was a few months ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, he's got his hair's gone. He's got his hair going. He's got the the hair looks great. <laughs> the hair is fabulous. Look at that. He's looking at the camera. Yeah, and yeah. Going, wow, this is cool. Someday he'll say, "Well, I was on that hey, show." Anyway, right? anyway, I know it's close to your bedtime. Anyway, he's got hey, his car, he's got his car with him. He's obsessed with cars. We took him to really? Monster yeah. Jam. So yeah, he's, he's all about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember those days. <laughs> hey, Greg, thanks for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. Now, we didn't talk about virtual reality very much, but I want to buy the set, so I'm going to come to you, and I, I, you're going to have to tell me what to buy. And it has to be simple. You know what I mean? I just want to put it on and turn it on, okay? Is it things like that? Yeah, I'd say, well, simplest one probably would be Quest right now, since it is also wireless. You can handle everything right there. Yep. Um, the one I would obviously love to pitch to you is the PlayStation one, but that is wireless. <laughs> you'll need a PlayStation 5 console. So I yeah. can already tell you, you're like, I don't need that. Already too so complicated. Yeah, yeah. yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but I'll, I'll look into a few others as well. Yeah, okay. For uh, what you want to do with that. And um, yeah. Yeah, something I can cool. understand. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Ollie. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Club. Thank you, Club. Thank you, Mac. Okay. I really enjoyed being part of the show tonight. It's uh, my my reading of the pulses. It was really strong. Really. Mm -hmm. And, oh, and credit to the great guests we had tonight. No switchy Absolutely. either. Yeah, very informative. I'll tell you, I won't be able to sleep tonight. I'm really a lot of thinking to do after some of these discussions. Yeah. Uh -huh. Really concerned, but it was fun. Oh, I'm gonna sleep get like a baby. Updates from these guys okay. because yeah, that, that's kind of fun stuff. This is. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Raven. It's that time of the show. We have to say goodnight, Raven. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. Mm -hmm. Did you have fun tonight? What were you drinking tonight? We have to know by the end of the show. Oh, baby. Oh, oh baby, I yeah. can't believe we didn't talk about this. Kolsch is back. Oh, that Genesee stuff is Kolsch. awful. You oh. heard it here first. It's back. It's mm -mm. all I'm drinking for Genesee. the next. It's March. Great. It's So probably until December. This is all I'm drinking. That stuff is awful. Okay, Genesee, it's I like it because ever. I lived. Shut your mouth! I'm gonna drive now this now. No, no. Genesee in front of it. Right, I like Genesee, but fingers tonight. Mm. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's why. I'll be I four fingers tonight, not just three. Big in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, I had a Budweiser a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Budweiser long necks. No, no. You got to be kidding me. No. I just think I just think bad hangover. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Budweiser <laughs> gives me a really bad hangover. It's supposed to have the because the rice is in it. Ever hear the Budweiser headache? I get it sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I definitely get it. It's because they make it with rice and not something else. Who knows? That's why you should yeah. drink Jack Daniels. You don't have to worry about it. Look. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, one, one, thanks for joining us. Thank you to You're everybody welcome. for joining us. We really this. appreciate it. And it's you. Oh, uh, Home Smart Troops. Home Smart Troops is a organization that builds homes for our veterans for uh, post 9 11. Combat that be the Afghan war and the uh, Iraq war, they build um, these homes that are adapted to whatever their uh, injuries might have been. It might be um, missing limbs and so on. So they make the uh, counters lower. There's there's not a lot of stairs. They make it so these people can um, these veterans can take care of themselves. And then once they complete the uh, house, build the house, they give them the they rip up the mortgage. They give them the keys. It's their house. They don't have to worry about paying a mortgage every month. And they can go out and um, you know, get jobs and, and live, you know, full lives. They gave a lot to us. We should give a lot to them. Homes for our troops. 
just go online, Google them, see what they're about. And uh, that is it for the um, – we're going to have swag coming back very soon. Um, um, Raven's Scary Mystery Hour. Now, listen, we put that on the end of the show last week, and people are calling up and saying – not calling up, emailing me and saying it was great, successful, so on and so forth. But we don't have many. We only have one more. If we had five right now, it would be great. So we should do more. Raven's oh, yeah. Scary we'll, we'll Movie Hour. And, and people are, are sending me – DMs on our Instagram for for movies to cover. Mm -hmm. Keep those coming. I am adding them to a list, and I'm I'm just gonna start chipping yes. away at that list. So just keep sending those to me. The uh, second episode with um, Phil Yubba, uh, aka the Black Eyed Kid. Some of the movies you guys are talking about, I never heard before, but I googled them, and they are out there, man. Out, way out. Scary and bloody and splatter, right? That's what I like. Send them my way. I, like I said, I don't want to sleep. I want a good, scary movie. Okay. Send them to me. Uh, okay, so I want to thank everybody for listening. And until you hear us next time, this is Mac from the entire gang saying be safe, be happy, and bye-bye. And now, please stay tuned for a bonus segment of Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show. I've seen her face I pray she's doing fine I still recall Our sad last day How it hurt so bad to see her cry I didn't want to say goodbye Send her my love, memories remain Send her my love, roses never came Send her my
so bad to see her cry. I didn't want to say goodbye. Send her my love. Memories remain. Send her my love. Roses never pain. Send her
जा